Hi, this is Timothy Pig, and I want to welcome you to Text Driven Podcast, a podcast put out by the Ministry of Fellowship Church in Southwest Florida. Text Driven Podcast exists to equip you to know God and make Him known through text driven preaching and practice. To learn more about Fellowship Church, visit our website, fellowshipchurch.co. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Text Driven Podcast as we're in the middle of a series through the topic of spiritual warfare, how to be victorious in the battle against sin and Satan. We've been utilizing Paul's letter to the church of the Ephesians and looking at that particular passage in Ephesians chapter 6 to help us to understand the battle that we're engaged in and how we can be victorious in our spiritual life. Spiritual warfare is something that's not talked about very much anymore, but it is a real battle that is being waged all around us. And in the first several episodes, we kind of dealt with the introduction, these idea uh, that Paul deals with in the first several verses about being strong in the Lord and in the strength of God's might, how we recognize our own frailty and our need for the omnipotent God to fight on our behalf, to strengthen us in our weakness and to make us uh, uh, usable and uh, able to wage this battle in the spiritual realm. And we also looked at how uh, Satan has many different schemes by which he's going to come after us. He has uh, plans by which he wants to attack. He is watching and he is looming and looking all over the place to, to see what is the best way to attack the Christian in order to mock and malign and tear down and to destroy their witness for Christ. And we saw that this battle that we're engaged in is not a battle against flesh and blood. It's not a battle against the person who has stabbed you in the back. It's not a battle against the person who has pushed you down. It's not a battle against the, the thorn in your flesh at your uh, job, or it's not a battle against your, your spouse. It's not a battle against your kids. Uh, it's not a battle against flesh and blood. But instead, it is a battle against the uh, demonic forces that Satan has deployed against the church and particularly against the members of the church. And we're told that what we need to do is to put on the whole armor of God. We do not put on the armor of this world. We do not put on the armor of our feelings or the armor of religion or a denomination, but instead we put on the armor that God has specifically designed to allow us to be victorious in the spiritual warfare battle. And now we come to this part in our study where we're going to begin to deal with each of the individual pieces of the armor of God. We've already been admonished twice in Ephesians chapter 6 to put on the armor of God, and now Paul tells the church what the pieces of God's armor are. So we begin in uh, verse number 10, and we will go all the way down today to verse 14. And the text says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. 
Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. That is the first piece of armor that Paul tells the Christian that he needs to have on, the belt of truth. You know, Scripture does not necessarily go into a lot of the details that, as it pertains to spiritual warfare. However, Scripture does tell us what we need to put on and what we need to do in order to withstand the formidable foe of Satan. And uh, what we need to do is to put on the armor of God. And the first armor that we're told to put on is that belt of truth. So I want you to think about uh, some things as we deal with the belt of truth. What is the basis of for your truth? What is the basis for how you live your life? Where do you ground all of your decision-making? What is the one constant reality in your life that enables you to make sense of everything that is happening in the world around you? Really, the question that I'm asking you in this episode is, what is truth? Oftentimes, we define truth in a myriad of ways that are not the ways that God's Word tells us to define truth. We define truth by our feelings. Uh, It's a roller coaster, isn't it? Uh, Certain things are right in certain situations because that's how we feel about it at that time. At one time, it might be truth for you to do this action because you feel like that action is right. But if you just wait a few hours or maybe a day or a month later, you'll be presented with the same question and you'll give an altogether different answer than you gave the first time, all because your feelings about that situation have changed. And what ends up happening when we base our truth concept on feelings is truth becomes a variable that changes and we are the ones who then define what truth is. Others will define truth on the basis of the opinion of what other people say. Uh, They will simply just look to somebody else and whatever that person says becomes their standard of truth. They have placed all their understanding of reality, all their understanding of the world around them through a lens of another person's ideas. Uh, Still, somebody might even go beyond the feelings and the opinions of others and just deal with their own instincts. Whatever the first thing that pops into their mind is, that's the instinct that they are to follow. And by following that instinct, whatever that internal movement is or decision that should be made, some people would say whatever our gut tells us to do, then that becomes what truth is. Whether it be the opinions of others or the feelings or circumstances or your your gut instinct, all of those are poor places to define truth. When we deal with what truth is, we need to be thinking about what is ultimate reality, what is absolute. Now, we live in a time at which truth has become, uh, as I mentioned a second ago, a variable. It is uh, truth 
is at one time something that was uh, constant. It was absolute. But as we began to allow for secularism to influence our minds, uh, truth became something that is defined by the individual. Whatever the individual says truth is, that is what truth is to be. But as we move and operate in our current uh, culture, we do not have truth being defined by the individual. Instead, we're saying that truth is not even something that is knowable. Uh, you can't even arrive at a truth that the worldview by which you live is your own and it is always a ever-moving truth that you could never base everything off of and it's a very free-flowing idea. And, and that is not in any way how the Bible presents truth. Just consider the first verse of our Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That is a statement of truth. Before anything else was ever created, there was God. He is the focal point. He is the center point. He is the nucleus. He is the truth that defines everything that is in existence today. That is why Jesus uh, is able to say in John chapter 14 that he is the truth. So understanding what truth is helps us to understand how we are to relate to it. So when the passage tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 that the first piece of armor that we need to put on is the belt of truth, what it's telling us is we need to center all of our ideas, all of our thinking, all of our reality, all of our experiences, all of our feelings, all of the thoughts that go through our minds, everything that happens in our life needs to be put up against the standard of truth. And that standard of truth is none other than God himself. So when asking the question, what is truth? Really, the question could be better framed of who is truth. And the person who is truth is God. Now, God has made himself known to us in his written word, which is uh, truth. And he's also made himself known to us uh, in the person of Christ, the second person of the Trinity, uh, the Son of God. And that's where in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. Also in John chapter 17, Jesus is speaking and he says to the Father that he wants his followers to be sanctified in truth. Your word is true. So we find here that both the written word and the uh, person of Jesus are both considered to be truth. So what we're told to do as believers is to become immersed in the word of God and in our understanding of who Jesus is. So we see here that the first piece of armor is for us to be thinking about the truth, the word of God and who Christ is. I want to ask you, do you think about Jesus? Do you spend time knowing 
God. If you're going to be able to defeat the schemes that Satan has deployed against you, you're going to have to have your life rooted in a understanding of truth. You're going to have to have your life rooted in an understanding of who God is. If you are not thinking with a text-driven mind, a truth-driven mind, a biblical world view, you will not be able to make sense of the things that are happening all around you in our world today. And that's why I believe the Apostle Paul comes to the Ephesians and he says, you're trying to make sense of this spiritual warfare. You're trying to make sense of the temptations that you're wrestling against. You're trying to make sense of what's happening in the Roman world. And if you're going to be able to do that, if you're going to be able to go to battle rightly, you need to have on truth. Now, notice that the Bible describes the first piece of armor as a belt of truth. What was uh, the word picture that Paul was using? Well, the belt was worn by the Roman soldiers, and it held together all of their weapons and their uh, outer garments, and it uh, enabled them to have everything uh, in the place that it needed to be in order to go to war. If the Roman soldier did not have on his belt, then all of his armor would be discombobulated and he would not be able to wage the fight in the manner that he needed to. Truth holds everything together. Truth is what makes sense of it all. So just as uh, the Roman soldier needed his belt on in order to move and be agile out on the battlefield. So too do we need to saturate our minds with the truth of God, the word of God, and who Jesus is as he's revealed himself to us in scripture in order to be able to wage this battle. So I want to encourage you, put on the belt of truth. Ask yourself the question with everything that's happening in your life, what does God have to say about this? How does God want me to think about this? If you'll do that, if you'll take all your thoughts, if you'll take all your circumstances, if you'll take all your feelings, if you'll take everything that's happening in your life and you will bring it to the truth of God's word, then you will have everything in place in order to wage the battle and to stand firm in spiritual warfare. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Text Driven Podcast. For more resources like this one, I encourage you to go to our website, www.fellowshipchurch.co. If you're ever in the Southwest Florida area, we would love to have you visit one of our campuses, whether that be in Immokalee or in Ave Maria. You can find the uh, times and the exact location for our worship services on the Lord's Day on Sunday, and we would love to be able to welcome you home at Fellowship Church. God bless, and let's continue to live a text-driven life.